0: You can't fight for anybody else. It's not your job. Your job is to work on you, which will give the other people the power to be able to you know, learn and fight their own battles because of that.
1: Hey everyone, welcome to this week's episode of Please Blow My Mind with me, Will Fleming. It's awesome that you've chosen to tune in and have a listen, have a watch I've had to pull over because this week's episode blew my mind. Jimmy Hunt joins me on the podcast, and like always, he blows my mind. He's on this life adventure in search of good mental health. And I don't know how other way to say it, that this guy is putting himself out there and learning the lessons and then coming back and sharing it with us all. In this episode, he talks about many things one of those things is fighting a giant anaconda while he was on magic mushrooms in mexico it's pretty out there and that's why i love this podcast because you know we don't have to sit there and say we agree with everything we don't but we can sit there and just join the journey to hear perspectives to hear life adventures and i love it i absolutely love it so it was awesome to catch up with Jimmy, he was in New Zealand for a short time and, and uh, let me and Kyron, the young fellow that's uh, filming for me at the moment, travel to where he was staying and do a quick podcast and Jimmy Hunt sure does blow our minds today. Now just a quick uh, little warning or disclaimer, there is some ripe Jimmy Hunt language but you know my thinking is get on the Jimmy train and if Jimmy drops an F-bomb more than now and then we've got to get on that train too because we're all about in this world acknowledging and 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 letting people be who they are so let's be who we are and jimmy hunt is on a mission to find who he is and part of that is this beautiful uh vernacular and language that he uses what does vernacular mean i hope that i hope that was correct
0: vernacular Everyday speech or dialect, including colloquialisms, as opposed to literary, liturgical,
1: or scientific language. Okay, let's jump into the mind-blowing chat with the one and only Jimmy Hunt. Welcome to Please Blow My Mind with me, Will Fleming. Please Blow My Mind. Whoa. That's the goal, buddy.
0: Get joy in your lives (laughs) every day. I'm just simply looking to be 1% better every day.
1: (laughs) I get it, man. We're together on that. That is mind blowing. We've got our work cut out for us. It's the thing that inspires me to continue on. Everything happens, and then we find a reason. (gasps) You just went deep.
0: Video that we did in your laundry and at the end I'm fucking I'm literally doing like this in the laundry and I look I look real strange on the video because you're sitting like a normal That's fucker, all right, Jimmy. and I'm like what I've learned
1: about you is you are not a normal fucker. <clears throat> you are Jimmy Hunt <sighs> and uh, you you roll according to Jimmy. Um So man, give me the give me the give me the bullet points. What's new in your world? Um I mean, is that even the right thing to do, asking for bullet points? Like, you're living. You're trying to make every day matter.
0: Yeah, I, I am. Like, my, my job is continual self-improvement. Yeah. That is the only thing that I'm allowed to do. Mm. When I, I mean, like, if you get some, of the, like, the standard esoterical bullshit of, like, <laughs> if you want to change the world... You know change yourself. Yeah. like that's the only, it's the only way you can change the world.. Yep. And so I was I was talking the other day uh, with my friend and she was uh, telling me that Mexico's the perfect place for me. And the reason it's the perfect place for me is because there is no brand Jimmy Hunt mm-hmm. in Mexico. right there is, um there is no one to save. There's no one who I can't save them I can't fucking talk to them yeah. my Spanish is shit yeah. you know um, and so that really strips away everything other than me working on me mm. um, you know I get to I come back to New Zealand I you know I talk to people I talk to companies uh, I talk on media and I you know, I help people and I say what I've learned um, But without the ability to leave and go back to a beach town with fucking nothing, Mm. I would stay here and get caught up in ego and general bullshit. Um, And so it's kind of a self-imposed exile that is really... I, I, I mean, I I did it for ego at the start. I did it to live in Mexico, yeah. to live at the beach, to live cheaply, to have great food and, and, and live that sort of life. And really, I, I, I did it for the self-imposed exile and isolation to
1: force myself to work on myself. Yeah. And, you know, one thing I'm fascinated with with you is I, I do it myself. We love we love putting people in a box. We love a good box. And and even take something as like a no-brainer like we need to use less plastic. That's not so simple when you put the Jimmy Hunt spin on it because you live in a third-world country and developing country. A uh, developing country. De- developing. True, true. See, there we go. <laughs> That's a man stuck in Auckland. That's what that'll do to you. Um, but it seems like what you do when you put yourself in a self-imposed exile is you also give yourself a you know permission to not have to draw those hard lines would that be fair
0: um yeah i mean it's it comes down to perspective um Mm. you know when you sit in auckland you you have a very clear perspective on things whereas yeah i mean you you just brought up the plastic thing Mm. which is um i would i mean i i have my i have my water bottle I fill it up as much as I can, yep. um, but if I go to a restaurant, they are giving me water in a plastic bottle, and there ain't nothing I can do about it. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like,
1: yeah, I guess I guess you pick your battles. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> no, but we're constantly trying to pick our battles, and you know sometimes that means don't pick a battle. And uh, I'm trying to figure out what that means in this world, you know, especially, you know, you go through people's stories and you have time online and all of these things. And you know, I can feel myself constantly triggered and I just don't know what to do other than don't say stuff all the time. Um, but then the, the scary part about not saying something is you feel like you're contributing to the problem. And I'm not being specific about one thing. Yeah, I understand. Um, so speak up because that's what people tell you to do. But yeah. What if you don't know what to speak up about?
0: Yeah, I mean, I guess I'll, I'll segue this into a conversation I was having yesterday with a friend around. What are you doing? You know, like we've got this got this climate march mm. stuff, all very topical and everything at the moment. Like, what are you? What are you doing? And. Well, the the god's honest truth is the fact that if i drink out of plastic every day yep. doesn't matter if i never drink out of plastic again doesn't matter if i drive my car doesn't matter if the entirety of new zealand stopped driving their cars mm. doesn't matter mm. in the global scale We just don't affect anything. Um, You know, China pollutes more than every other country on the earth combined. Um, And so you say that, but then in response, the only way that anything gets changed is through legislation. The simplest thing that you learn with with anything um, from from mental health to to climate change to just straight human behavior is that we only change through severe discomfort mm. we don 't even change through discomfort right we only change through severe discomfort, and things like your mental health or the climate or plastic pollution things like that, none of those things are putting us in severe discomfort yet as a society, and so therefore we're refusing to change that. what your personal choices are doing, though, are contributing to the pressure put on Governments yeah. to change legislation. Yeah. The fact that 170,000 people turned out, or 3.5% of the population, fucking magnificent, yeah. beautiful. And it shows that these people are starting to get in severe discomfort, um, worrying about, about the future. Mm. And so, you know, hopefully countries like New Zealand can then lead. But again, what we do doesn't affect the actual numbers in the end but if we can lead we might be able to lead and hold space for fucking Australia right um, who might be able to lead and hold space for you know Europe yeah, you know, so on and so forth um, to create to create that change mm.
1: hopefully mm. well and it's correct that it's young people driving that eh like it's it's almost like um, you know I watched a documentary about the rugby and apartheid in South Africa and I tell you one thing I didn't know is that uh, after we said no to you know the bullshit that was going on around that time or the young people said no collectively in Mm -hmm. New Zealand a group of all blacks toured South Africa under a different name they didn't go as the all blacks they Mm. went as uh, the cavaliers yeah and I didn't know that Mm. and I'd heard that name before but it never registered that Oh shit, that was a bunch of thirty, forty somethings who were sticking to their I just want to play rugby. You yeah. know, you had Buck Shelford, some of the heroes of New Zealand saying, I just wanted to play rugby. Yeah. But the young people play against someone else fuck with <laughs> Yeah. And they the young people drove it that way. So it sometimes suggests to me that, you know, you don't always have to say something because there's a there's this awesome thing in life where It takes care of that, you know. Yeah,
0: uh, yeah. I mean, again, you want to get esoteric on that. Like the fucking the universe has got us. Like Mm, mm, mm. it'll, it'll. There, there is always a need for the grassroots people to turn up. Yeah, but there is also very much a need for people to hold the space and hold the energy to be able to allow that to happen. Um, these. These I mean we are as a as a humanity, we are exponentially evolving mm-hmm. um, in the, in the recent years, and like the kids coming through today are next level fucking awesome. Yeah. Um, <laughs> these are um, There was a reddit thread where someone said, "Teachers of Reddit, what do you notice in the kids of today?" that you know wasn't the same when you were at school. And the number one overwhelming response dozens of times from teachers all around the world was that these kids are more empathetic. Mm. These kids are more compassionate, more caring. They just they they give a shit. Mm. Um, you know there's less bullying. Yeah. There's like all of this stuff is a you know, they've got massive increases in anxiety and, um, and depression and that because of the shit they have to deal with. Mm. Um, but these are people who care about other people yeah. and they are the ones that are actually genuinely showing us how to live mm. um when in theory it should be the other way around it should yeah. be our elders and you look at the fucking judith collinses and the mike hoskings of this fucking world and you're like jesus fuck people <laughs> like yeah hold on to your ferrari hold on to your four houses because oh no we might be more equal as a as a country but mm. um <laughs> it's starting
1: it's starting to change yeah which is rad um thoughts on the future like i ask you that all the time uh i think oh we're fucked (laughs) that's a sound bite that's that's a meme (laughs) uh but you don't see that as all the way bad because we need to push ourselves to that edge right
0: well again it's so, so make change that's a severe discomfort like yeah. that that that's what's gonna it's going what's gonna create massive change and unfortunately with things like climate change severe discomfort's too late um and so uh, but here's here's the thing is that uh okay well let's let's segue this into a into a um, into a conversation I was having the last couple of days about death
1: okay right I'm, I'm in
0: so What happens if I die? Nothing. Is it a big deal in the grand scheme of things? No. Same with you. Same with your kids. Like. First of all, death is the most inevitable thing on the entire planet. Every single one of us is going to die. Yep. Uh, we have no concept about how or when that's going to happen. Um, if you try and control that, then you end up just fucking your whole life, basically You know, trying to not, uh, not die, which is a, a horrible way to live. Yep. And so the question then lies, well, what if everyone died? Is that a bad thing, or is it a good thing? You know what? You know, I, uh, there's um, that TV show, The Leftovers, um, with the premise is basically like X amount of people just disappear off the planet um, in one go. And it's like cool, less less consumption, less population. You know, all of, all of this stuff. If, you know, if the measles outbreak kills uh, six billion, cool, there's a billion people left and maybe we'll learn our fucking lesson. <laughs> um, the, the, the point being is that we take life very, very seriously when nothing is guaranteed to us. Mm. Um, and we are, we are like less than a blink of an eye. In existence.
1: But, Jimmy, why does it feel like we're so much more?
0: Ego. Like, and we make that up. Like, we, we just get high on our own importance. Our own, you know, so many people are performing actions for their legacy. Right. I'm hoarding my wealth yeah. for my children. I am doing this to get my name on a building. Like, yeah, you may extend the, your name for like one more blink of an eye, mm. but in the grand scheme of things, fucking not that important. And we have this manufactured sense of importance on everything. Mm. And I mean, we may have talked about this before, but my favorite quote in the entire world is you cannot overestimate the unimportance of practically everything. <laughs> like everything is unimportant. Mm. And I mean that that doesn't mean that you go around as a nihilist going fuck everything. Mm. It just means that you understand the impermanence of everything and you're able to just put perspective on it mm. and go yeah, like this this might hurt or for a minute. But in the grand scheme of things, it's not the end of the world, mm. um, and so yeah, we just end up in this place where, if 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 if, if half the population died, I wouldn't,
1: I wouldn't worry. You know, you know what's interesting? I don't know how to describe this. You kind of sound like Thanos, right? Like, And when Thanos says, we kill half.
0: I watched that movie for the first time recently. I hadn't watched any of those Marvel movies, but that was like the most popular movie in the world. I was like, fuck, I better watch that.
1: Is he a bad guy to you? No. <laughs>
0: Um, I've, I've watched it once. I don't really know the backstory. I don't really know what he is. He's the bad guy in the movie, but um, and that's just it. I don't want to. I don't want to kill people, obviously.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but if half of us disappeared, uh, it wouldn't it wouldn't be it wouldn't be bad. I, well, I just can't think of anyone else who, when when they say <laughs> it, it sounds horrific. But when you say it, it's kind of like insightful, and I'm like, I find myself going, yeah, yeah. <laughs> And this is a weird thing about you. I don't know. It's just kind of like, you. you I think you are starting your cult. And, um, you know. Got zero followers. So I don't know who's coming along That's with me. That's true, but, uh... man. Everyone's booking their plane trips to Mexico. <laughs> now, I don't want to keep bringing up this, but you went down a psychedelic experience or uh, a trial. Yeah. And um, people can go back to our last podcast and hear the outcome, which surprised me for days because I was like, whoa, what the hell's going on there? Yeah. But in short... You took a bunch of stuff and nothing happened. Correct. Twice. And the, the 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 kind of conclusion was, well, you're far enough along your journey that these things don't need to. They they
0: had nothing to teach me at the time. Right. Um This is reasonably well documented, not not by me, but yep. in, in general. Um and we haven't talked about this and you don't know, but um I took I took
1: some more mushrooms. Oh, wait. Okay, well, can you just go back a step? And just for those who haven't seen the last podcast, you, in Mexico, thought you were going to go down this uh, psychedelic journey.
0: Yeah, so, um, like, basically in my own personal journey, yeah, I'm about uh, finding things and working on them. Yeah. And then... Um, yeah, you know, when I started that seven years ago, it was I had some pretty fucking obvious things. I was <laughs> like, "You're a dick here. You get angry here. Like all of these, you know, very uh, visible traits that I wanted to change." Yeah. And so I went through and I systematically worked on those until uh, until I was happy with that. Then it starts getting a bit more uh, a bit more fiddly, and it's like you got to be looking for those really small things that are starting to you know niggle at you and you're like oh where's that niggle coming from right. and then dealing with that internally so what, what does that bring up and you know I'm not saying that I'm through all my shit but I was like I need to find some stuff and um, you know I'd, just the way the universe had sort of put like 28 different fucking signs that I should do mushrooms in front of me nothing else like it never told me else. And, and as a backstory, I've never drunk yeah. I've never smoked I've never done any drugs in my entire life wow. except mushrooms kept getting sort of put in front of me and so I decided <laughs> I decided oh shit alright okay I'll do them and um, I did them and my spiritual mentor said they won't do anything And I did them, and they didn't do anything. Uh, And then we wanted to be doubly sure, so I took a shitload (laughs) of these other mushrooms, um, and they didn't do anything either. Um, And so it came to the point: was like, well, okay, full fucking. That's 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 it. I happen to live three hours down the road from a place called San San Jose del Pacifico, which is. Kind of the mushroom capital of the world in in Mexico, and that's where I got the first two lots of mushrooms from um and they had nothing to teach me and so interestingly the the mushrooms there so talking to the the mushroom shaman and it's like um so the Beatles came there to, to do mushrooms. Right. Steve Jobs went there to do mushrooms, like a whole bunch of, very, because they have this particular mushroom there that you cannot synthesize. Right. It just, it's, a, it's a local mushroom yeah. to this area, and it's for teaching. And so my friend asked the shaman what they did to the normal um, magic mushrooms. And he's like, oh, we just step on them. We like what's what's the point? Like you see some crazy visuals and you have a good laugh. And he's like, no, we just we just step on them, um, and so I was like, okay, um, and so I go, long story. I ended up going right. Okay, so um, I'm going to have another go at this, um, and one of the reasons that I. Decided to is, um, I'm a obviously in mental health and they've had recently um, the first um, legalized studies on psilocybin at Johns Hopkins University and this is one of the best research la- uh, universities in the world and they've done these massive studies into um, fear and anxiety around. Um, uh, the release of that, the treatment of that with with psilocybin, basically they've had like a ninety nine percent success rate of reducing uh, crippling anxiety and fear in people, wow. um, and all done in this you know proper yeah. studied thing. And this is, and then the follow ups twelve months later, something like you know ninety five percent still claim. To have the the effects removed um, after a year, and so I'm genuinely interested in that. Um, not that I have any fears or anxiety that I that I wanted to do, but um, I just wanted to I wanted to go further inside to see if I could discover anything. So. A couple of weeks ago, um, I took what uh, Terence McKenna has coined a uh, religious dose. <laughs> so that is that is sort of the, the, the maximum dose before you go over the top, but uh, the big enough dose to be able to induce what they call a religious experience. And interestingly, in the Johns Hopkins exper- experiment, that's exactly what they're trying to do. They're trying to reduce... Uh, induce a religious experience mm-hmm. And when we say religious We don't mean the fucking Catholic church religious yeah, yeah. We mean a communion with mm-hmm. God yeah, Or the yeah. God-like feeling mm-hmm. Basically most people are like um, You know I understand that we are all one yeah. um, I understand that we're all connected um, and That sort of stuff And so um, And that's that's what changed Most of these people mm-hmm. Um and remove their fear of death. Oh, sorry, the um, Johns Hopkins study were all cancer survivors um, who then had this massive anxiety and fear of death of going getting going back into remission or dying. And so that's, that's who, who were treated in that particular study. And so I took a religious dose of the teacher mushrooms from San Jose del Pacífico and Oaxaca, Mexico. I sat in a chair and I went, well, I wonder if this will work. Uh, within about five minutes, it took me 15 minutes to eat the mushrooms. There were so fucking many of them. <laughs> within about five minutes, I was like, I, I texted Libby, who, who my wife, who wasn't with me. And I was like, oh, I'm starting to feel weird. See you later. Um, and I melted into the chair and then I went, oh, shit. I think I need to go lie down. And so I went and lay down in this bed. I was just by myself. Mm. Um, And uh, what do you think the one word that would describe my trip was?
1: um, The audience is playing along as well. Okay, Jimmy Hunt. um, Was it fuck?
0: Violent. Wow! Yeah, um, it was violent, and really? it was very interesting because, like, these the mushroom uh, people are just like, well, that's unexpected. That's that's not what happens so when you, you take this mushroom. I was talking like physically violent like on the bed. So, like, so I was also listening to. The Johns Hopkins playlist. Right. It's on Spotify. You can go download the Johns Hopkins mushroom playlist that is used to uh, help induce religious experiences. Um, a lot of classical music um, ends with some Beatles. Ends with "What a Wonderful World," uh, <laughs> and um, but you know the majority of it's classical and. It was basically the in my head soundtrack to a giant battle, wow, and for five hours, I fought a giant anaconda um and during it, there was actual i mean i can't this this van's a little too small to start acting about, but like actual like. For five hours, th- convulsing, throwing myself around the bed, around the room. Um, if someone had actually been looking in, um, they would have got scared, uh, which I was so glad my wife wasn't there. And I'm just fighting, fighting this um, this big anaconda for five hours. <laughs> Jimmy, Um one of the interesting things is which oh, so just before the battle started, I saw and I felt the uh, the energies, the spirits come to me yeah. and go. Oh, by the way, we're all one and uh, like it was a, and, and they're like, oh, oh, you don't need this. You understand this? See you later, and they fuck straight off. Uh, I was like, you know, the other nice, normal dudes that that fucking turned up, and it's like, all right, fucking, we need to send him what he needs, and so I ended up having this giant battle, and like I said, I'm genuinely not afraid of pretty much anything, especially death, and so this was not scary to me. It just, it just was. Um and one of the things that at the initial phases of it was my I initially saw the anaconda as my wife's love She was constricting me and my wife if you guys obviously probably don't know her, but um, she has been through serious trauma and one of the sayings I really like is, the deeper your trauma, the deeper your capacity for love. Right. Because she's been through so much, she has generated just ungodly amounts of love, compassion, and empathy. And she plays those out on me, and she loves me with more than fucking anything. Yeah. And um, when I explained this part to her, when I came out, I said, you've got to re- release me from your love. She's like, what? Like, That's, mm-hmm. No, no, I love you. <laughs> You're like, no. I said, it's kind of like um, you and the Spanish language. Because my wife speaks Spanish pretty well, when we go out, she speaks for me. And so what that allows me to do is be lazy and not learn Spanish because I am not forced to. Mm. And so only just recently I've gone, for fuck's sake, I've got to get out of this. And I've gone and I've, um, I now do two Spanish lessons a week and, you know, trying to you know, forge my own path in the Spanish language. I said exactly the same is true with your love. You are loving for me too much. Wow. So you have to stop loving for me and let me learn to grow my own love. Um, and I mean, we could talk about this for ages. But the other big thing, um, I, uh, I had this fight. Blah, blah blah. came out. It was all lovely. It was good. It was funny. I enjoyed it. <laughs> um, um, but it was horrific. I was. You, know, you see, like The Exorcist. Literally, arms out on the bed, going, oh, oh, get out. Get out. Get out yeah. like fucking crazy shit. And I'm like, I hope no, like, because my conscious mind is still there going, I hope no one comes in and looks at this. They're going to freak the fuck out. Yeah. Um. And so um, you've had her on your podcast, my spiritual mentor, yeah. Sally. I was, I saw her on Monday and I was telling her what, what was going on. And she's like, Oh, yeah. Um, nothing ever faces Sally. Um, big, big giant snake. Yeah, but whatever. She's like, um, yeah, you you know you know what's what was wrong, eh? I'm like, know what? She said, you're still fighting.
1: Wow, you're
0: having a battle. No battles, no battles allowed for you. You know, there are people out there that that fight and they need to fight and fucking that's fine. But for you, 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 part of your journey, like no battles. So my entire life, I have been a fighter. Um, you know, like physically, emotionally, like I, in a in in a um, justice kind of way, like a, a defender of the of the meek sort of thing. I was always just had this well, fucking justice boner. Like mm-hmm. I just don't like seeing injustice, mm-hmm. and so um, part of um, the snake, this anaconda, I saw had um, both me, my sister, and my nephew wrapped up um, as well. Whoa. And so I was like, I'm fighting f- for them as well. And then so Sally just goes, not your battle. Not your fight. You can't fight for anybody else. It's not your job. Your job is to work on you which will give the other people the power to be able to you know, learn and fight their own battles because of that. And again, I mean, that's not a universal thing. Sometimes obviously there's the, the people out there fighting for other people because they need to be fought for. Mm. But for me, part of a big, a big part of my spiritual evolution is removing the fight in me and just relinquishing to just being and holding that space, shit, damn
1: you, Jimmy Hunt,, yeah. that is so intense, yeah, and it's I'm crazy. sitting here trying to like interview you, and I'm like, you. You had you had a five hours Avengers movie, yeah, and yeah, yeah, fighting, yeah, like, it was like Exactly I think that. You fought Thanos and won, and that's why we're all still here. <laughs> Damn you! Damn I felt me. like that.
0: Okay, yeah. well, I'll, I'll move that into this next thing. Um, mm. so I'm I'm coming back to New Zealand in about eleven days. Um, I'm going to Melbourne, um, because Lululemon invited me to this thing called the Huddle, mm-hmm. and it's um. Thirty guys um from Australia and New Zealand, mm-hmm. and twenty seven Australians and three Kiwis. And they are like, I'm the fattest one that's going. <laughs> Uh and if if you can see me, I'm I'm not really fat. You're looking pretty good, Jimmy. <laughs> I'm pretty slim. Well if they cut to me, 70... it's like whoa and then we cut
1: to Jimmy and it's like
0: Yeah, I weigh seventy four kilos. <laughs> uh, I'm the fattest one going. Like these are some ripped motherfuckers. Damn. These are all these are all like professional athletes, crossfit coach owners, nutritionists, all that sort of carry on. And me, some dude in a fucking pink leopard print fucking jacket. Um and I'm the odd one out by a hundred million miles. Uh, Lululemon are looking to get more into mental health. Yeah. I happen to be a guy that might be able to help them with that.
1: I happen to be a guy um, who's fought a giant snake. Yeah.
0: Um and so um I was talking to my friend, um and um I was saying, It's gonna be a very interesting trip and she said, Why? I said, Well, one, I don't like men. <laughs> Um she's like, oh, I was like, oh well, just take a look around. Like, ninety-five percent of my friends are female. Yep. Um, and I said too, like the thing I, or the other thing I dislike the most is uh, groups of men, <laughs> um, and then and then groups of Australian men. <laughs> um, so, I was like, this is going to be this is going to be a very uh, trying experience mm. for me. My friend is a very, very smart lady who sits in a very beautiful space, and um, she's like, oh yeah, like it's going to be fucked for you. Um, But she said, what's interesting is um, they are you, and they are the most extreme masculine end of your energy. And you and they are just a reflection of you. Mm. And you have to sit there and look at your reflection for three fucking days. (sighs) And I'm like, yeah, like I can't hide the fact that I have these these very masculine traits in me Mm. that, you know, are not good. Um, You know, and when we say like, you know, we talk about toxic masculinity and all that sort of stuff. This whole thing that people just don't understand is that, like, you know, masculinity is not bad, mm. um, femininity is not good. It does, it's not that. Like, all we're looking for is a balance between the two, and both males and females. Yeah. You talk about toxic masculinity. You look at that fucking, you know, what do they call them? Like the feminazis. Mm. Like, like both ends are fucking terrible. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so, I have to sit there for three days and look at my alpha male, talking over each other, one-upping each other, you know, Mm. sort of, um, you know... Measuring. Measuring, yeah. yeah. Um, And so my my test is to be able to go into that environment and sit there, and my friend used the term melt. I just have to go and melt into that Mm. and hold nothing but love like these this is i haven't been there i haven't met them i'm generalizing but uh i can be very easily pulled into going in there and trying to teach them right um about about mental health yep um and you 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 end up very preachy um and it's not my job to teach them mm. <laughs> even if someone's telling me it's my job to teach them it's still not my job right. to teach them and so the whole point about me going in there uh, for personal gain is to be able to sit there to look at that masculine side of me as a reflection and and understand it and see see how I'm going to deal with it uh,
1: moving forward bro you know what's so interesting apart from like hearing that you know well, you don't like groups of men and all of these things. Is, is the fact that you're using it as a as a way to test yourself, and that it's replicable in everyone's lives. You're not saying climb to the top of a tallest mountain, and you're not even saying get in an ice bath. You're not even saying get in, in a cold shower. You're saying challenge yourself to love. Yeah. Well. So, the, and this is the this is the very simple thing: is that everything is
0: a lesson. Mm. Everything is a lesson. And the the thing is, you've just got to be aware of it. Uh, awareness, self-awareness, obviously, step number one. Mm. The way I describe the way that the universe teaches you lessons is pretty simple. Uh, I use a very clunky analogy for it, though. Number one is the feather. So the universe just goes, hey, hey. Mm. Hey, 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 I've got, I've got a lesson for you, mm-hmm. and you go, oh, I'm listening. Oh, that's the lesson. Okay, and they go, cool, thanks. You're good now. If you are like, oh, I've got job to do, I've got work to do, blah, 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 and you're like, you don't feel that, then the universe starts going, hey, punch, hey, 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 like you know, solid little things in your life that are just, oh, that's a little bit, oh, that's a, uh mm. And you're like, yeah, but I've got fucking shit to do. I'm powering through. Like, fucking ignore it. And so then the universe goes, car crash. Mm. Like, fuck you up. You're not listening? Fuck you up. Every time you get fucked up in your life, fucking giant lessons in there. Like, you, you should have learned them before, but for whatever reasons you didn't, learn them now. And that happens in everything. Like, you know, mine was my depression. My wife ended up getting chronic fatigue because she didn't deal with her childhood shit. My friend, like, fucked up her back on my water slide. I felt fucking horrible about it. And it was exactly what she needed because she's so a fucking type that she refuses to stop and she needed she had to take literally like four months off with concussion problems and sit there with herself and learn all of these lessons and sort her life out because she refused to do it herself and so if you start dealing with things before they hit car crash mm. or even before they hit punch then your job is to sit there and go "Ooh, hey oh that's a lesson that's a lesson and I'm looking for them mm. rather than ignoring them because right. most humans uh, w- like we'll just bury that shit down so we don't have to mm. deal with it whereas because I've chosen to do this work I am literally looking for those opportunities at any at any Any option. Mm. Whether it's me driving home today, whether it's you know, me having to sit with thirty men for three days, any of those things I'm I'm using to move myself up the mental health continuum
1: and improve. Did the snake teach you that, Jimmy? Or I guess what I'm asking is do you think you should have done then that other batch of mushrooms, the 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 snake you know, the snake oil mushrooms that you took? And the other follow up is when people get the big whack from the universe, the car crash, the slide. Is that that same beast you were fighting in yep. your mushroom trip? Yeah, yeah, so
0: mine so because because I wasn't ignoring everything, because mm. I was looking for it, my car crash was this five hour fight with a giant right, anaconda. Right. And so the lesson that I took out of that, and you know, I mean, just had one fucking lesson. Mm. The one lesson is that I have to stop fighting. And that's an energy that's been in me for my entire life. Wow. And that is not something that I've been working on recently. Mm. I've kind of known it was there, but it's something I have been ignoring. And so these... Teacher mushrooms just allowed me to find that one lesson, mm. and so I'm looking at that now. That's my, you know, that might be my next three months. Right. So I've got, so my two things at the moment are one, looking at my masculinity, yep, and two, looking at my well, fighting as part of uh, masculinity. Mm. So that's that's sort of that's my job for the next few months. Like, um. right, let's let's
1: work on that. Let's
0: deal with that, and then let's see what what that
1: you know, producers in the end. Do you think it'll be in the next book you write, that those kind of lessons, or if, is that like... A- I think that'll be the, the, the following book. Right. So
0: I've got a book coming out in March, yep. and that book is basically my last three years' worth of wow. doing that work. And so this is the thing about writing a book, like fucking... no. Um, I thought we talked about it last time. There's a guy called Johan Hari who wrote a book called um, "Lost Connections," uh, one of the best books on depression. Um, but he is a journalist, mm. and he has just written the journalist's book on depression. Very good. You should read it. Mm-hmm. But it's not the the personal lived growth um, that 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 he is saying and. Not, again, there's nothing wrong with it. It's a fucking brilliant book. But my my books, my work, only come from the fact I do the work, mm. I learn the lessons, I then simply share what I learn. That's it. Mm. Um, and the book that's coming out in March is, is a much more clarified version of uh the work in general um, the process of doing it mm. um, the perspective around raising your level on the mental health continuum and and raising your vibration in general um, and you know the lessons around that and, and how to do it um, and it's a it comes from a place of trying to create change in people, um, which is harder than you think. I mean, one of the like you, you do a podcast, you contribute to the world of self-help. Yeah, um, there are uh, it's, it's billions of dollars worth of industry. Um, it gets bigger and bigger every year, and people are getting worse and worse every year. <laughs> yeah. um, and the simple fact around that is that humans unfortunately are very 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 good at collecting knowledge Mm. we have the entirety of Earth's knowledge um, right now you have it in your hand uh, in that phone Mm. Um, we don't need any more knowledge we can stop right now and we're fucking good what we do not have is the application of that knowledge We consume, we consume, we consume it, and we put nothing into practice. The first chapter of my book is entitled How to Read This Book Mm. So You Fucking Get Something Out of It. Like, you know, the average self-help, the average person who owns one self-help book owns 13. Mm. It doesn't mean that the content of those books isn't good, but what, what we tend to do is like, like these people are going to listen to this podcast while they're driving, they're not going to write down anything. Not so much today. We've had more of an esoterical chat about oh, yeah. nothing. But when I've when we've done practical stuff, like I'll, I'll, I'll drop practical nuggets of wisdom, mm-hmm. people go fuck yes. And then they'll get out of their car, and their life will not change one bit. Mm-hmm. They will not do one thing. You know, I've got, at the end of every chapter, I've got literal worksheets, like fucking how to apply this chapter. In this how to read the book part, I actually just explain how I read books, which is um, I read a book. If there's something that resonates with me in there, Mm. I'll highlight it. Always have a highlighter with me when I'm reading a book. Never don't. Then once you finish the book, you type out everything, Wow. Don't copy and paste it like you yeah. real book like type it out mm. so that goes in more. Mm. And then you add your thoughts to that. Yes, this resonates with me. Here's my thoughts on that. Then you put actionable steps on how you're going to put this in your life. And you know, I call I call those things that you highlight the treasure, mm. right? You're reading a book Looking for treasure Digging for treasure That's what you're looking for And when you find that treasure You don't just look at it And go Oh yeah I found treasure Drop it And fucking walk away mm. You're like This is my treasure now I'm taking it home And I'm going to fucking Make stuff with it I'm going to use it Like you have to do that With the n- drops of nuggets In podcasts and books and mm. TED talks Or whatever Otherwise it's Just a waste of your time And you might as well Listen to a stand up comedian <laughs> I and mean, that's not a joke because, no, but, be, because, yeah. because laughter is actually mm. um, yeah. very, very beneficial for yeah. you. Like you would have got more laughing at some dude mm. than you would
1: have listening to this and not applying the knowledge. Right, right. Yeah, that's so interesting. Because I think people will have laughed, but they may have also have cried in some of your talks because I think you talk to people at a level... I like making people cry. Yeah, yeah. And-
0: it's one of my metrics. I'd rather, have, I'd rather have people crying than a standing ovation. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah.
1: Yeah, Bloody, you are Thanos, aren't you? (laughs) Um, Jimmy, uh, we're going to wrap this up. um, And I appreciate you fitting us in again because I normally only ask for a bit of time every couple of years, but you put it out there on your stories. Hey, who wants to catch up? And I was like, damn you, Jimmy Hunt. Damn you for putting it out there. I'm going to say me because I'm mobile. Uh, Quick thoughts on the uh, um, mobile van because you put me down this path and I bought a pop top as you suggested yeah, one day, yeah. you were like, call me. And you were like, hey, I've thought about it. You should get a pop-top. And I got it. And then I realized I didn't want to go anywhere because it was too hard to pack up. So right. Then, but I learned a lesson. And I yeah, sold yeah. that. And I got this. Thoughts, yep. It's small. Pop-tops
0: but retain their value. So they, they resell true. they resell, no, I right? sold it for more. Yeah, exactly. <laughs>
1: exactly. <laughs> and then I got ripped
0: off for this. But, um, you know, uh, not now too Now, van, the van's good. I mean, I mean anything that makes it easier to have conversations with people. Right. um. I mean these are cool These are public conversations Mm. And and this is the cool thing about You know Me and you getting together And why I'm happy to at any time Is that We I don't have anything to sell um, yeah. I'm not doing, I'm not on a fucking podcast tour. <laughs> um, you know, I don't, I don't, I'm not trying to sell more coaching. I'm not but, trying to sell yeah. fucking a- anything like that. These are the chats that I have with anyone, anywhere, anytime. Yep. And I'm glad that some of them occasionally get archived. Right. Um, and that's the reason that I, I put you know, I mean, what I put on my Instagram, I was like, "Look, hey, if anyone wants to catch up, mm. meet for the first time, um, or take me on a romantic moonlit stroll, oh. um, then then hit me up because I'm going. We're extending this shit a little bit longer. Sorry, but um, <laughs> I have a, I have a I have a valid point I want to make. Lots of people when they talk with me at the end of the conversation, they go. Wow, that was so refreshing. That was so amazing. We, you know, we talked about such real shit, and I'm like, it's not, right. it's not that special. It's not that that good. These are conversations that you should be having all the time, True. and they're like, oh yeah, but I, I like, we don't like, I don't have that. I was like, yes, that is your choice. Mm. I could. Go out and have normal fucking conversations about the rugby with all of these <laughs> yeah. other people or, or how, how's work today yeah. or fucking, you know, yeah. any of that. I could I could have those conversations. I choose not to. Mm. If you would like to have more interesting, deeper conversations, choose it. Choose vulnerability. Share intimate stuff with people without fear and you will get that back and very quickly you'll delve down into shit that fucking really matters and really, you know, brings both of you up, um, because of it.
1: Just quickly, um, Kyron on camera, uh, no mushrooms for you, okay? You're only 22, and you got a lot to learn in the camera game. So, yeah, I'm 39 before I touched any sort of illegal substance. <laughs> Did you enjoy that, Kyron? Yeah, that was cool. It's cool, eh? But now you got to have more conversations too. Um, Jimmy, thank you for joining us on the podcast, brother. And Most uh, welcome. we'll see you next time. Uh, you, I don't know where you'll be. That's yeah. the thing. No I, one knows where Jimmy Hunt I'd will be. Turn up. Awesome. Thank you, bro. All right. See you. <laughs>
0: Hot Mark,